0: This is the M.D.'s Fantasy Football Show with Dan Maynard. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Well, look at that, M.D. Nation. We're back on the microphone for a a mini full episode. A little mini-series. Like a soft opening to a grand opening for the first time in 2023. If you've been following us along on Instagram at MDS Fantasy Football or on TikTok and our YouTube pages at MDF Show. You'll know that we've been kind of keeping you up to date with some like short video content. We bet a lot during the playoffs, very successfully, I might add, was very happy about that. We've been working on a few drafts Uh, profiles. More of those will be coming out. That's when we'll be going once a week, by the way. When we get to April, we're getting ready for the NFL Draft Special that we have every year on the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We have over 50 guests, and we stream nonstop, no commercials from the first round on Thursday, and of course the second and third round on Friday. That's all still coming up, but we're not quite at once a week just yet. I wanted to mention that here, Uh, but to kick things off, hey, guess what? If you're new to the Welcome in. Thanks for coming in. My name's Dan Mater. I'm the host of the MD's Fantasy Football Show, and I wanted to jump on the mic today to kind of put together a collection of takes for the quarterback consistency grades. They just came out, by the way. I just released all my consistency grades for quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends on bellyupfantasysports.com, so make sure you check that out. Uh, on the website if you want to look at in, in more detail and more players than, than what we're going to talk about here. But yeah, let's kick this thing off. It's We're talking about the quarterback consistency grades that we're able to come up with. It's a good time to get those lessons in, to figure out, okay, what do we learn from 2022? What do we think is going to happen moving forward based on that kind of consistency? What do we learn from that and how do we project that? That's exactly what you know, the offseason is all about, quite frankly, and that applies to Dynasty trying to get ready for that that applies next year's redraft best ball leagues which are going on now by the way they're like people are drafting best ball today I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend that all the time. I will say this: if you, there are there is opportunities that if you are able to do your due diligence, you can get great values if you draft now. But there's also a lot of things up in the air that can completely change that we weren't you know forecasting or foreseeing, and that's that's kind of why I stay away from those type of things until after we get through the NFL draft, and you'll know, start to see us do mock drafts on the show. And we're gonna have a bunch of guests, and I'm just excited for the offseason, uh, frankly. So again, this is a soft opening. We're not back once a week yet, but this is going to be our first podcast released, and of course we're live on YouTube as well uh, for... The 2023 season for the MD's Fantasy Football Show. And thank you for being a part of MD Nation. You've made all this possible. And let's keep growing the community. Like We're here for you. We're here to win. We're doing bigger and better things this year. I can't wait to roll them out throughout the year. So let's go ahead and dive into our first quarterbacks that we want to talk about. We're going to kick this thing off with our first segment, which is quarterbacks that were less consistent than their box score finishes. That's why this whole thing is called... called the Misconception Correction. So Aaron Rodgers, look, no one needs for me to tell them that Aaron Rodgers did not have his best fantasy season. In fact, he definitely had his worst fantasy season that he actually stayed healthy, you know, all the way through for. But if you just look at the box score, if you were just to say, hey, I want to look up where did Aaron Rodgers finish last season, you'll see that, well, he finished 14th overall, which when you look at it, Yes, it's outside the top 12, but it's not that far outside. You could think to yourself, well, it's just a down year. Maybe he could propel himself back to the top 12. He is Aaron Rodgers after all. But that's where the consistency comes in. Because that's when you start looking at average points per game, which he was only 26. And our consistency rank, which again, you can find on bellyupfantasysports.com, he comes in 42nd. Now this is greatly due to the fact that he only had two top 12 finishes. That's it. 7 of his top of his of his finishes were flat out bust, which in our statistics is 18th or I'm excuse me, quarterback 19 or less. That that is a bust quarterback in our book. Yes, he had young receivers, he didn't have a ton of ammo The other problem that he had was that it was a slow-paced offense, and that's something Matt LaFleur has been running since he's gotten to Green Bay, is a slow-paced offense. So if Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, his ceiling gets limited, unfortunately, because I don't know if they're going to bring in extra wide receivers. Last year, drafting a wide receiver in the second round alone was more than they've done in years. And it took trading Devontae Adams for them to do that. So we have to see if Green Bay actually wants to stick with Aaron Rodgers and gives him weapons in the process. But frankly, his ceiling, his fantasy ceiling, is limited if he stays in Green Bay. We'll see if he moves on. Boy, oh boy, Russell Wilson. So this is another guy you don't need me to tell you that he did not have a great fantasy season. But do you really understand how bad this thing was? Because his total finish at 17th, I don't think quite does it justice. And I don't mean to continue to poo-poo on the guy, but man, he really screwed us royally. So I'm going to continue to do so. And maybe Sean Payton writes the ship. We'll see. But 17th he finishes, 25th in average points per game. And on a consistency rating, actually came in 34th, was a little bit better than Aaron Rodgers. Why was that? Well, it's because he had three top five finishes. Rodgers did not have any. And as a result to that, he actually gave you, you know, 34th in consistency. Let's keep in mind here, there's only 32 starting quarterbacks any given week. So it was still horrible. Nine bust finishes. Here's the silver lining with, with Russell Wilson. The caveat, if you will, if you have hope that Sean Payton is able to write this ship. Two of his top three finishes came in after Nathaniel Hackett was fired. So keep that in mind for Russell Wilson in your analysis heading into next year. Now, Deshaun Watson, he only played five games last season. And normally speaking, I wouldn't even bother with quarterbacks who played such few games. wouldn't bother most players who played such few games. But when it comes to Deshaun Watson, he's going to be a topic of conversation all offseason. we got to figure out, can this guy get back to being fantasy relevant, yes or no? So that's why I felt we had to take a look at him because of who he is. During those five-game stretch, he was 27th in average points per game, and he comes in 35th in our consistency rankings. He had one top-12 finish. Now, here's what I should mention. When you go on BillyFantasySports.com, you look at our quarterback consistency grades, we do not include Week 18. Why? Week 18 is not part of 99.9% of you guys out there. So I'm not making a whole stat here. I want to actually get the real stats when it's really helping out the overwhelming majority of the fantasy community. all right. Sorry for you guys out there play Week 18. You should be leaving your leagues. Grow up. It's not amateur hour anymore. Fantasy football has been around long enough to know you should not be playing your championships on the very last week of the real NFL regular season. Now that we can digress on that point, when it comes to Deshaun Watson, it was worth pointing out that he finished in the top 8 both Week 17, which is how he cracks that one top 12 finish for us. But he also did it in week 18. So there was some, you know, w- there was some improvement at the end of the season when it came to Deshaun Watson maybe getting those reps in and maybe giving you some silver lining heading into next season. Here's a perfect candidate to talk about with this misconception, correction, quarterback consistency, or consistency great general miniseries that we're doing. Tua attack starts off the season. Red hot, right? Every Catches everybody off guard. Mike McDaniel, the new offense, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Nobody can keep up. He was 15th in total finishes. Obviously, that's because he missed some games towards the end. We don't hold that against him. He was 11th in average points per game. So he's a top 12 quarterback. He made it to a QB1 finally. Good job. Our consistency rankings, though, which is only based on the games that he played, he was only 19th. Let me tell you why. Four top five finishes. Fantastic. I had an extra finish inside a top twelve. Wonderful. The problem was teams started to figure him out. This was not just because he picked up the injuries, the concussions. His last four games, zero top 12 performances in his last four matchups while he was healthy. This has more to do with the fact that teams are starting to figure out the offense and daring to, it, to throw it deep over their heads to beat them, and he was coming up short. So we have to watch that closely as we move into 2023 to figure out, can Tua take the next step and be more consistent from one half of the season to the other, or the teams get the blueprint on what Tua looks like inside the Mike McDaniel offense. When I talk about the misconception correction, there should be a picture of Jared Goff. He is the poster boy. For this term, for this consistency grade, the reason why we do it in the first place to look more closely at what these guys were on a week-in, week-out basis. Jared Goff overall had a great year, not just for fantasy, but for the Detroit Lions. He finished 10th overall in total points, 14th in average points Four great, fantastic, especially for a guy like Jared Goff, way over his head, but consistency-wise, 21st. Not that impressive from a consistency standpoint. Yep, he had four top five finishes. Yet yeah, he had another two top 12. All of those games came at home. You know what his home away split differential was when it comes to touchdowns? He had 23 touchdowns at home, only six on the road. Only one top 12 finish happened when he was on the road. So if you have Jared Goff and you're thinking to yourself, well, this could be a guy with weapons blooming next year that I could draft late and expect that maybe he can give me some type of performance like he did this past season, you better have another backup plan to go along with it because he's only good for about half the games. Good God, it would be a mistake for the New York Giants to actually sign Daniel Jones to a long-term contract, but... That conversation will happen on this show at another time. For now, let's dive into his consistency. He finished seventh overall. He finished 10th, you know, 10th for points on a per game basis, but still 16th. Still not a QB1 when it comes to consistency, my friend. Yeah, he had three top five finishes. He even had four top 12 finishes. Good for him, but he had seven bus games. Do the math. He had just as many bus games as he did starter games, and that's finishing outside greater than quarterback 19 when you go to com. Daniel Jones only had 15 pass touchdowns, guys. That's it. We have to see what the Giants are able to do. But the only real improvement he made this year under Brian Dable was not his overall statistical performance. It was not turning over the football, which if you play in turnover leagues that matter, then you know what? Maybe it would probably helped you out. It did. He was predictable in one stat. When he played a bottom 25 defense, a a defense that gave up, that was 25th or worse, against the, the fantasy quarterbacks in points allowed, he always went off against those teams. So it was predictable, at least, when you could stream him, but he was still not a guy I wanted on my lineup or my team every single week. Hey guys, I just want to thank you all for tuning into our video today. Make sure you're subscribing to us on YouTube where you can search us the MD's Fantasy Football Show or go to at MDFF Show. We're available to you on TikTok and on Instagram. Follow us on social media when you go to at MDFF Show or at Dan FF for my personal account. Give us a shout-out on our Facebook page, the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Guys, we're available to you all throughout the year for any fantasy football questions you may have or football betting in general. Make sure you subscribe and like the video below. We'll see you again soon. Welcome back into the show. You're still with the MD's Fantasy Football Show, and I'm still your host, Dan Mater. We just went through our entire list of quarterbacks that were less consistent than what their finishes would tell you. Now we have a list of quarterbacks who are actually more consistent than you would think than their fantasy finishes were. So buckle up your seatbelts, because these are the guys that you really, really want and could take the next step heading into 2023. What a turnaround for Trevor Lawrence in his first season under Doug Peterson from what he had his rookie year with Urban Meyer. What a transformation and it showed up big time in our fantasy outputs too. So Trevor Lawrence was somebody that I was on. I thought he could be a top 12 quarterback of value late and it took a little bit for him to get going but he was pretty much everything you could have hoped for him to be and now you have the confidence that he could become the stud we've all expected him to be since college. He finished eighth overall at the quarterback position. He was 12th in average points per game, but he was sixth in our consistency rankings. Six. He had five top five finishes. He had five finishes inside the top 12 and only five bust games. Oh, and by the way, he did it without a number one quote-unquote premier weapon. Christian Kirk's good. Evan Ingram's good. Zay Jones is better than expected. But at the end of the day, it's not like this guy has a true bona fide wide receiver one playmaker that he was going to week in and week out. He did it by spreading the ball out and running a good offense overall. Trevor Lawrence somebody I'm very excited about heading into next season. Derek Carr, well, this guy's actually probably not a misconception correction. He's actually exactly what you thought he was. I mean, he was the quarterback 16 overall by the end of the season. He was 20th in average points per game, and he's 15th in our consistency rank. So, like, slightly better consistency ranks than he was in the other ones. But essentially, he was what you thought he was. He was a QB two the entire season. He didn't finish in the top five once all year. He did have 7 top 12 finishes, though, and he only had 5 bust games. So, ultimately, Derek Carr was, well, Derek Carr, average. I don't know if changing uniforms is actually going to mean a better player for fantasy purposes, but we'll have to dive into that once we see who he picks. So, I I know, I know, Kyler Murray, he's not going to be a fantasy factor next year, right? Like, they keep saying, like, maybe he comes back halfway through the season. What the hell for at that point like the cardinals are going to be tanking next year they they have no prospects nothing whatsoever total rebuild and you're going to tell me you're going to bring back your franchise quarterback halfway through a loss season I don't know if I'm buying it. So I don't know if we see Kyler Murray at all in 2023. But just to kind of put a bow on it, just because we have to kind of reflect the fact that, well, maybe he was a little bit more consistent than we thought he was. I mean, Yes, 18th total finish. That gets thrown out the window because of the games that he missed. But he was 7th in points per game, and he was 5th in our consistency rankings for his games played. Two top five finishes, six top 12 finishes, and only two bust games, which considering the fact that Kyler Murray was somebody who was looked at as kind of a disappointment with where you drafted him, maybe he was that because he wasn't a top three quarterback you were hoping he would be if you drafted him there. However, at the end of the day, Kyler Murray, for fantasy football purposes, was still pretty consistently a QB1. Hey guys, I just want to thank you all for tuning into our video today. Make sure you're subscribing to us on YouTube where you can search us, the MD's Fantasy Football Show, or go to at MDFF Show. We're available to you on TikTok and on Instagram. Follow us on social media when you go to BillyFMDFF Show or at DanMeterFF for my personal account. Give us a shout out on our Facebook page, the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Guys, we're available to you all throughout the year for any fantasy football questions you may have, or football betting in general. Make sure you subscribe and like the video below. We'll see you again soon. Thank you for staying with the show up until this point. Now we're back in, and we have one last segment to talk about with the quarterback consistency grades for today's episode, and that's going to be the players that were just as consistent as they were good, frankly. The the creme to the cremly, if you will. You know what made Patrick Mahomes so good for fantasy purposes? It wasn't that he finished number one overall at the position. It wasn't that he was the second best quarterback on a points per game average. It was that he was the best consistent quarterback on our board, period. He did it without a premier wide receiver, just Travis Kelsey and a bunch of no-name guys, ragtag group that he just kind of made happen on a week-in, week-out basis. He didn't do it because he would blow up for a few games and then have a few duds. No, in fact, Patrick Holmes is the only... One of two quarterbacks the entire season who had zero bus games. That means he finished inside the top 18 at all times at the very least. He had eight top five finishes, seven finishes inside the top 12. Nobody was as good or as consistent as Patrick Mahomes this season. Did you know Josh Allen finished... Tied for the most top five finishes this season with 10, 10 top five finishes in his games played. Tied only with Jalen Hurts. That's it. Josh Allen was second overall at the quarterback position. He was third in average points per game, and he was third in our consistency rankings. He had three top 12 finishes on top of his 10 top five. He only had one game where he busted out, and that was the game where he kind of hurt his elbow a little bit and still stayed in to play it out for the rest of the way. Josh Allen's as good as they get. Yeah, he slowed down a little bit towards the second half of the season, but first year with Ken Dorsey calling plays, there's no reason to think Josh Allen will be yet again competing for that QB1 spot overall again next year. He's just so good. Four. That was the magic number for Joe Burrow this past season. He was fourth in total points at the quarterback position. He was fourth in points points. Per average per game for the for the quarterback position. Oh, and by the way, he was fourth in our consistency grades. That's right. Joe Burrow, 4-4-4. He had six top five finishes. He had five top 12 finishes, and only one bust all season long. And Joe Burrow, frankly, I think this guy might just be scratching the surface. We got at least one more year likely with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Hopefully more. We'll see. But this team is all Joe Burrow all the time. And I think he's staying inside the top five quarterbacks heading into next year. Jalen Hurts, why? Why did you have to hurt your shoulder? We might have been looking at the QB one on the year. In fantasy football. In fact, I know he would have been had he not gotten hurt. He finished third. Third. Even in despite missing games, finished third overall the position. He was first in in average points per game and he was second in our consistency rankings 10 top five finishes that tied only with Josh Allen zero bust games that tied only with Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts once again was fantasy gold and no doubt about it at the very least will be inside our top three heading to 2023 because there's no signs of this train slowing down well I hope you guys all enjoyed Our first episode of our little mini consistency rankings, our soft opening to what will be our re-grand opening of the show for 2023. I cannot wait. We're going to have the injury inquiries coming up on March 2nd with Brian Scott of the Injured List Podcast. It's going to be a full episode on guys that are carrying their injuries into the 2023 offseason that we're going to talk about and give our fantasy analysis for. It's going to be a perfect time to do that episode. The Scouting combine will just be kicking off. Off. The NFL free agency will not have hit yet, so I wanted to get that in then. We still won't be quite kicking off once a week until April, but look for out for that show on our YouTube channel and subscribe. Hit the little bell notification. That way, you know whenever we go live, whenever we have new content available to you. Follow us on Instagram at MDS Fantasy Football. Follow us on TikTok at MDFF Show and on social media at Belly Up MDFF Show. Keep us in mind, we'll be keeping you up to date on all fantasy football content. All the time, and making you guys a winner for next year. Check us out on your favorite podcast app too. We're available pretty much everywhere. I'm Dan Mater and I'm going to see you guys again soon.